Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. This morning, we're going to go back to walking by faith. Walking by faith, remember now, we have covered these, and I know some of you are going, when is this series going to end? Well, we're done with the L today. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about the K, and the K is his kingdom. His kingdom, not our kingdom. Not the king of basketball, and I'll leave his name alone, but the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I did say to my wife this past week in our devotional time, I would never, well, I would never be at that level. I would never want king put beside my name. It doesn't matter. Look, whatever you have was given to you. Whatever you have and you've developed, that was given to you. Those are gifts. Those are talents that came from God. Dangerous to put yourself at the level of his kingship. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so that's going to be next week when we talk about God's kingdom. Okay, but I want to just tie everybody together, those that are visiting, and we'll come back and be a part of the family here. When we've been talking about walking by faith, we've been talking about this. Walking in the will of God, listen, agreeing with the word of God, listen, and now leadership, leading with God, for God, among people who need to see God. God's called you to be a leader. Everybody in this room is called to be a leader. Now, some are different than others, but you still have that leadership role. So this morning, we're going to look at the last I that we started underneath leadership. Some of you are going, can you just remind me of what those were? Listen, so that you'll know. A leader has influence. A leader has the ability to inspire others. A leader impacts others, and now a leader is innovative. So I want to bring Jim Elliott and Nate Saint. And then there were three others, and I don't have their names in front of me this morning. These five missionaries were down in South America, and they were working with people that loved people for meals. They were cannibalistic. And you think it's tough witnessing for Christ out here? Now, these were people then in the 50s, 1950s, who absolutely took other people's lives, and that was their evening meal. And that's where Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and the other missionaries were, among these Indians. This is how creative and innovative they were, because they knew they could not go as American citizens down into those tribes because they wouldn't be coming out. But they wanted to go to them. So to do that, this is what they did. Nate Saint was a pilot. He was incredible with planes. So they had a plane. It wasn't the greatest, but it was okay for that era. And they took and put food baskets on, on all kind of chains, connectors, and dropped it down into the villages. They were innovative in trying to show people it doesn't matter the culture or the color of your skin, we are all human beings. 
Okay? I mean, I'd love to tell you the whole story, but I wanted you to capture the innovative ways that they worked to reach those Indians. And they did reach them. And you're thinking, as I did at one time, but heck, all five of them lost their lives. But I want to remind you just quickly, the individual that speared Jim Elliott there at the river eventually became a pastor, and he's still a pastor today. Is that not amazing? That's awesome. I mean, that is so phenomenal. So, and I think you're going to see how cool this was, and I didn't know that Kelly was going to make it back in for this service, but everything that's going to be from God's Word is going to actually set the tone for the closing story. I really want you to be innovative. I want you to be that way as a student. I want you to be that way as a young adult. I want you to be that way as a parent. I want you to be that way as a grandparent. To always think outside the box. Hello? Jesus did. People hated it so much. I mentioned this Wednesday night. I've been pondering it ever since. Going back to the teacher, the Holy Spirit, asking him for more information. Jesus was so much outside the box that when they destroyed his life, they took him outside the city. Religion will always take you outside. Praise God. Now I know the game. Now I know how to play it. Now I know how to coach it. Some of you didn't even capture that. Jerusalem belongs to Jesus. But they hated him so much because he was outside all of their legalistic ways. The only thing they could figure was get him outside the wall. So if you feel like you're on the outside, praise the Lord. And be very careful and mindful. Man, I'm on the inside. Man, I got inside. Really? You might be one of the most dangerous people to be around. Want me to teach you on Judas Kiss? All Jews knew what that kind of kiss really meant. So be careful if it's very important for you to be on the inside. Hello? Woo-hoo. Holy Spirit's here. Man, I got to make sure I run with the right people. Man, I got to make sure I know the right... Come on, you, you know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Let God create your network. Because He knows your net worth. That would be worth maybe just putting it somewhere. Not because I said it, because it's so fresh from the Holy Spirit. Let God create your network. He knows your net worth. People don't know how valuable you are. They don't know the creative mind that God has given you. Don't let other people put you in the box. Look, look, look. (laughs) My notes may be on this iPad, but they're a lot deeper than that. They're deep in my spirit. And I walk this out. I don't just read notes. I don't want people to put you in a box. Be like these traveling ladies. (laughs) Be creative. They were telling me, well, one of them was telling me, that people, (laughs) her nonverbal is so deadly. That's why I married you, baby, because I wanted to see if I could straighten that out. Oh, yeah. Come on, girl. If you sat in the back, I'd still talk to you. Listen, I heard that when they were all together yesterday with their little shirts on, people were walking up to them, talking to them about it, and, oh, oh, this looks so, oh, oh. 
That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Be creative. And religion teaches you how to get back in the box and stay there. That's not what Jesus taught. How many are ready for the word? Okay, and then, then it's going to be story time. How many grew up in the era of um, Aunt B? Remember that back in the day? Tell me a story, tell me a story, Aunt B. All right, Aunt B, you about ready? Because I don't have a whole lot here this morning. I'm kidding. All right, here we go. Listen to the innovative Christ of Galilee. Listen to this incredible person who was a carpenter. So he gathers up his friends. He gathers up his boys. And he says to them, not from the book, but from the spirit. How many know that they wrote the book after he was no longer? Like he didn't pick up the Bible and read Matthew chapter 28. He brought it from his spirit. Who's your teacher? What spirit are you listening to? What spirit are you following? Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit will never take you off the straight and narrow. He will never allow you to take a detour. No, He will not. Our flesh will. Sometimes those who we call friends will encourage us to, well, what about, no. So Jesus gathers up His friends and His boys, His confidants, and He says to them, it's in Matthew 28, but I hope you got what I just gave to you. It's not like He opened up Hey, guys, I need for you to get your Bible and go to Matthew chapter 28. It wasn't written yet. He was speaking from the Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit just gave you a nugget and myself a few moments ago when he said, network with him. He knows your net worth. But I want to go out with so-and-so, so I need to know so-and-so so they can hook me up. Get out of here. I already told you last Sunday when the enemy hooked me as a teenager, he used a teenager in the house and then he used a close friend of mine at the high school and put those two together, I went down and so will you. And it doesn't have to be in dating, it can be in the business world. Make sure you're networking with people who know your net worth because they walk by faith and not by sight. Oh man, can I have one of those shirts? And it could say net worth is based on my networking. Can you make me one? Because before I, this, did you see that? Did you see? She never said a word, but did you? Jimmy, I need help. He's my confidant because he knows how to help me out. She gave me that nonverbal stuff like that. Shut that down. Get on with the message. Yes. Church. Listen, I really want you to network with the Holy Spirit. Jesus networked with the Spirit of God, and then he would network with those 12 and those that were close, and then he began to tell them how valuable they were. Listen, I'll get to Matthew, because I'm giving her a chance to get all warmed up. Aunt B's going to tell us a story. Listen. There was a time when Peter was being sifted. I'm in God's word. He was being sifted by the channels of darkness. And this is what Jesus said. Satan hath sifted you, but I have prayed for you. That's value. 
Listen, you may be sitting in here today not feeling worth a plug nickel. I have no clue what that means, nor do I really want to know. But here's what I want you to know, is that Jesus Christ is praying for you. He is our intercessor. When you can't figure it out, he can. Network with him. Man, I could stop right here. Network with the Holy Spirit of God. He will not lie to you. He will not fail you. I had a conversation with a teenager over the weekend, and I said to this teenager, listen, there's no truth in the voice of the liar. Jesus called him the father of lies. Do not believe one word of darkness. Do not believe one person who takes you off the straight and narrow. Wow. Jesus never misled anyone. Not one. So let's see what he has to say to the boys. And this is my heart's desire. I hope you can hear it. It's his heart's desire. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Ready? Those who are the quickest and the fastest normally are the ones that are going to play the game. I want this house. No, 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 no. He wants us as his people to go. He wants us to go out into the marketplace and reach people that nobody else will reach. Because they, Holy Spirit of God, because everybody else sees them outside the wall. And they're not going outside the wall. God wants you and I to go outside the wall. His name is uh, Mr. Robertson. He's home with the Lord. You never met him. I met him in Franklin, North Carolina. And he said to me many, many years ago, he said, there's a calling on your life to work with young people and it looks like it's education. Dude, that was nowhere even close to anything in my brain. And it was like, you're not going to be staying in a church office. And it was like, could you be quiet and get out of here? You are going to have a calling on your life where you're going to go outside all of the principalities and powers and you're going to go beyond the wall. Are you willing to go beyond the wall today? You got to go beyond the wall to reach people that have been rejected, kicked out, driven to the sidelines. You've got to go. And what does he want you? By the way, this is called the Great Commission. Theologically, it's called the Great Commission. Jesus left his boys with this. I need for you to go, and I need for you to make disciples. Make disciples. What does that mean? That means raise up students who can raise up others who are willing to come under the authority of Jesus Christ. Don't ask them to talk like you or dress like you or act like you, but give them the core foundation material so that they can be disciples. Listen, the enemy is not afraid of large churches. He becomes very concerned when you set in motion in your networking with God that you're going to go out and beyond the norms and you're going to make disciples. You're going to model it and then you're going to live it and you're going to show others and you're going to take somebody under your wing and you're going to raise them up in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's where the church gets off. This is where the church gets off. I'm outside the wall. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We love to tell everybody how many we baptized. Da, 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 da. How many people have I discipled? Not how many people have I dunked. How many people have I discipled and now they are followers of Jesus Christ? Not following me, but following Christ because he is our answer. That's what I'm talking about right there. <clears throat> Who can go outside the wall? Well, let's finish up that scripture. You know the answer. <clears throat> Listen to what he said. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Well, we're still here, so we haven't hit the end. Who will be outside the wall? Those who know that he's with them. Lo, I am with you always. The safest place to be is right here on Sunday morning. The battle's out there. That's where the battle is. And I'm to go out networking with the Holy Spirit. He says, okay, I need for you to be there. I need for you to talk to them about this. Where did you get that? Teaching them to obey everything. A disciple is obedient. A Christian is not. I thought I'd just put that out there. I've been studying all weekend, both on the academic side and the theological side. There are many Christians who are saved that are not obedient. But a disciple of Jesus Christ, obedient. I said to the Lord the other morning, boy, I'm fired up. I hope uh, Aunt B's about ready. I said to the Lord, <clears throat> I made a request. I said two things I would ask of you, Father. Number one, may I never retire. And number two, may I never lose my fire. When you lose your fire, you will retire. Now watch this also, please. When you choose to disobey, you're no longer going outside the way. You're no longer willing to go beyond, over the wall. Jesus knew even though they took his body outside the wall, he still owned the city. Oh, Jesus. They took him outside the city, which belonged to him, but it still belonged to him. Oh, I'm hoping somebody's going, wow, that's a, that's a different Savior. Not, not, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. What a Savior. Jerusalem belongs, still does. Israel is the apple of his eye. Come on, y'all. He, Israel is the apple of his eye. And isn't it amazing that the Syrian nation of the old covenant is still messing around and we're in the new covenant. Israel belongs to God. Boy, when you're being stripped of everything and you can go outside the wall and look back and go, it still belongs to him. That's a, that's a disciple. Come on, church. I'm, I'm trying to make this so simple that you couldn't miss it. But when you're merely a Christian, you go, my God, you're not touching that. You better get your hands off that right there. I'm just giving, using, man, uh-uh, that belongs to me too. Are you serious? That's because you're a Christian. But when you're a disciple, you can let it all go. You can put me out there. You can put us out there wherever it needs to be. Go and make disciples. That's your commission. Not just to come to church. This is to motivate you this morning. And I do believe in motivation, by the way. And I believe in inspiration. I am trying to help you to understand that I'm not the only one that should be going. Everybody in this room has got to go. Everybody. Get ready, Aunt B. May I borrow one more time, please? Everybody.
everybody where they went yesterday. They saw this. They knew. Oh, these girls are serious. <laughs> they ain't playing. Man, they got time and they got money. Fake money. <laughs> but but they're having fun. Everybody. And it brought, thank you, Holy Spirit. And they brought, they brought people right into their network asking them questions about their network. Be so, I'm almost finished for now, folks. Be so creative that people did, didn't even expect to see you, see you, and they get drafted and drawn. There's some powerful words. Drafted and drawn right into your network because the Holy Spirit is working on them. And all she meant to do was just wear the shirt. But it brought up conversation all over the place. I need for you to go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. But listen, never let your words be greater than your actions. I'm reading a book right now entitled The Leadership Challenge. And there are masses of people that can say all the right things, but they don't do any of the things they say. Jesus did everything that he said. I just want you to start this week. I'm not asking for you to do a sprint. I'm not asking for you to try to outmaneuver the whole thing. I just want you to say to the Lord, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I'm ready to make network through me with someone in need. It may be nothing more than helping them with their gas, or it may be nothing more than whatever that might be, but Lord, here I am. I'm ready to go. Send me. Oh, yes, and it brings this up, and that kind of, boy, I didn't get all my scriptures and all that other stuff, but that's not near as important as hearing from Aunt B. There was a boy. He was around 13. Who's 13? Got to be 13. Are you 13? Seriously? Would you be willing to stand? My name is Eli. Your name is Samuel. Samuel, come here, please. He's shaking his head like, I'll never go back to that place. <laughs> How'd you get so tall, man? You look good. Come on here to my right. You can, yeah, you're, you're fine. These are great people. They're not going to do anything. They, they spit. They're spitting at me, okay? You're in good shape. There was, a, there was a boy named Samuel. Good morning, Samuel. I know that's not your name. And Samuel, in the night hour, hmm, that's interesting. You know that the devil comes against our kids during the night hours? Demonic spirits attack our kids. While we're in bed sleeping, they have a voice, and they're trying to make entrance into the lives of children. But when you network with God, God just shuts that down. So Samuel, here's this name, name calling. That's a big thing among teenagers. And he hears his name being called. Well, the only thing he knows is that must be the old man. Don't call me that. That must be, <laughs> you're laughing back there. <laughs> Not that old dude, I've got a lot of juice. He said, man, that's got to be, that's got to be old Eli. That's got to be the old Man, that's got to be the old priest. So he makes his way over to see the old man. The old man's been sleeping. Hey, hey, go ahead and shake me. Not too hard. What? And, and he wakes up. He, what? And Samuel, he's doing a great job, by the way, right? Give him a round of applause. 
Now he's doing a good job. Samuel goes, you called me. No, no, I did not. I never said a word. Never, uh-uh, I've been sleeping. Go back and lay down. So Samuel goes back and lays down. Yeah, you can. And everything's real quiet again. Aunt B's getting ready. Everything's real quiet. And all of a sudden, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel gets up. <laughs> and he comes back to the front of the church. No, he comes back to Eli. And he's really ticked off. And he puts his hands in his pockets. <laughs> and it's like, look here, old man. I'm done playing games with you. How many of us as adults sometimes play games with our kids? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> On you, Josh. <laughs> Man, he's giving me pink eye right now. I mean, stink eye. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he comes back in there. And he goes, listen, I heard it again. And I'm back in here in your room. You must have called me. No, son. I, and Eli goes, no, I haven't said a word. Nothing. And, and so he says to him, because he knows how to network with God, Eli the priest says, okay, look, dude, I'm done. <laughs> Don't come to my room anymore tonight. The next time you hear your name called, you simply say, remember to listen real close because you've got to do this. Who's going to buy lunch for him today, by the way? I mean, he's... <laughs> okay, if she doesn't, uh, Miss Robin still has money left over. She'll, she'll pick you up. You all right? You having fun? Uh, you're awesome, man. You're awesome. Young people want to know that it's real. Young people want to know, wow, they didn't put me down. They didn't make fun. Wow, this was a... Man, this is pretty cool. God's cool. Yes, he is. He always has been. The devil has made him out to be a fool. So uh, the old man, Eli, says to him, look, I'm done. Don't wake me up. The next time you hear your name called Samuel, here's what I need for you to say. Don't come back to my room. Just, awesome. This could be real. Just say, just say speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So let's practice that. Okay. Can I have the microphone, please? Because when he sits down, he's going to stand up. <laughs> Whoa. Somebody said Jesus had hearing aids and they weren't working today. I'm kidding. All right, is this on right here? All right, you, uh, this is going to be fun. Go ahead and have a seat. This is cool, man. Man, he is sweating. Y'all really put a lot of pressure on this guy. Give him a big round of applause. So it's around, get ready, get ready. It's around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and the old man, the priest, Eli, is gone. I mean, he's just drifted off. He's sound asleep. And once again, get ready. Samuel. Samuel. Speak, Lord, the, lit, the servant is <laughs> listening. And that's what he may have done. Start laughing, going, man, you're better than Eli for sure. Come on, give him a big round of applause. I'd put you on the field in a heartbeat. I don't care if you are sweating. I mean, you got it going on, dude. That's outstanding. Now listen, church, real close. 
in a moment, you're going to hand that, okay? Listen real close. No, not that song. We're going to do that at the end. Listen real close. We're in great, we're in great shape time-wise. Listen to me. It does not matter. The rest of his life, he will never forget this moment. That'll be his for the rest of his life. Are you ready? God's trying to create that right now for you. God is trying to create that kind of moment for you to where you will never forget. Let me clarify something for someone here. But you know what? I've made so many mistakes. I don't think the Lord will even speak to you, to me. Yes, he will. He's just waiting on you to stop going to the wrong person. Even a priest or a pastor can be the wrong person when you should go straight to him. He's waiting on you. All you got to do is exactly what our new Samuel said with his hands in his pockets. Got to say exactly what Samuel said. Speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. I want to close now. In a moment, I'm going to have Kelly come. That moment is here. Sweetheart, if you'll hand her your shirt, please. I mean the mic. Listen closely. I want to make sure you walk out here fully understanding there was no put down on Christians. There was an elevation on disciples because disciples, listen, listen so you can hear the Holy Spirit in you. Ready? Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I've been around a lot of Christians all my life and they are not servants. The sign of a disciple is that they are servants. And wherever God wants them, there they are. That is biblical networking. Let's pray and then the story. Seal to our hearts this morning your precious word with one scripture. And I ask that out of this house will come disciples who serve from the front and then begin to mentor other students to become disciples because that is the calling on our lives. Father, we thank you that Kelly's home. Thank you so very, very much that Kelly is home. Thank you for all the prayers, all the support, and now we want to tune our ears like Samuel to the story that she has carved out of that entire time to share with her family that we will walk out of here so motivated, so inspired that we're going to see new things, innovation take place in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.